Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to Fast and Curious, No Limit Speed Dating. I hope y'all are ready to find your true love tonight. I wish I could, but I'm a sponsor. I'm not going to participate. So don't any of y'all even ask. I, I'm not allowed to participate, okay? That's okay. So, everybody get at your stations and get ready because the timer's about to start. All right, everybody, and fast and curious. Hi. Namaste. Oh, hi. My name is Bashar. Oh, my, my name's Sarah. It's nice to meet you, Bashar. Sarah, I would be very interested in learning your true name, your essential self's name. My my essential... Well, the only name I was born with was, was Sarah. I, no, I don't understand. A name given to you by people who never experienced your essence, who never saw you frolic amongst the cosmic lines. Are you... Are you talking about my parents? My parents were very kind to me. I mm. I don't understand. Yes. Yes, I I've heard that many times. No, and for the sake of ease and brevity, I will refer to you as Sarah for the time being. Okay. I would love to spend a weekend with you just sitting in, in lukewarm water, experiencing the wilderness within. And then when we emerge on the other side, to learn your essential name, I am Bashar. I was born into this world, Kenny Strickland. My mother will no longer speak to me. Well, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think that I would like someone whose mother doesn't speak to them anymore. I, I value family a, a, a lot. And that's the energy that's drawing me to you. You see, I'm an inclusivist, and that means that... Well, it's oh, nice to meet you, Bashar. I guess, I guess that's it. Guess that's All right, time. we'll see you later. Good luck. Namaste. Okay. Hello. Well, well, well. What's all this, and I? You, you're, uh, you, well, you're, you're... Let's s- just put all the cards on the table there, love. Name's Jeff. Talking oh. mongoose. Oh. Pleasure to meet you. Small but mighty, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> You've no idea. Oh. But you will. Honestly, love. Goodness. Yeah, you will. You smell like strawberries. It's uh, Bath and Body Works. I I, I love the store. Whatever, sure, 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 whatever, bird. Okay. What matters is that you and I are here in this moment, and it's, I mean, keen sense of smell, keen sense of everything else. Oh. That's what you get when you get Jeff to talk in mongoose. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, Jeff, let let me ask you. Uh, do you have it? Is that a tail that I see? Oh, it certainly is. It's a bright, bushy tail. Helps balance me when I'm moving uh, with extreme agility. I could fight a cobra if you were ever harassed by a cobra or a douchebag. I'd end them. Just hey, take my paw, please. Oh, take my oh, paw. I, I don't Never think go. we're supposed to touch. I can't are we? quite. I You're gonna th- have to reach to me, love. It's a short arm. I, it's I a know, short I, arm. I don't think we're supposed to. Oh, oh, right. oh. Right. there's there's yeah. the bell. I guess. All right. Well, I'll be looking for you later then, eh? Oh, okay. Good. Good luck. Uh, good, quick, quick kiss for Jeff. Co- quick kiss for. Cobras. Okay, maybe not. Maybe. All right. Oof. Don't want to get rabies. Oh, just where do they find these? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Buena suerte, señorita. Um. Oh, well, hello. Uh, hello, good evening. Uh, hi, my name's Sarah. I am Sergeant Garcia. It is good to make your acquaintance. Oh. And welcome to this evening of speed dating. Uh, or as we say at the Hacienda, dating caliente. 
It does not translate directly, uh, okay. but... I, sorry, I just had high school Spanish. Listen, um, you sound nice. It's been a really hard night so far, I, so... I have, I have a burp observed this evening. It has been fraught with many perils. Some of these gentlemen, uh, they do not understand how to treat a lady. That's true. Uh, take, for example, my friend Don Luke. Now he knows how to treat a lady. Oh, okay. Oh, he is, he is such a, a specimen of manhood. He rides a black steed through the night like a true man is is my friend we, we spend many times together my friend don't look well he, uh, he sounds very nice uh, yes, yes. no please but no. I, I speak of myself tell me of you oh well you know i'm just i'm an accountant oh, I, yes. I, I i i do you know number stuff by see, day see. and uh, uh, so you're you're a sergeant? Does that mean you're in the military? Or I, I, I protect the hacienda. I mean, oh. uh, you know, between the two of us, truth be told, most of the work is done by Don Luke. He, he protects the people in a manner both indirect and very cerebral. He, is, he uses his mind as a weapon. Me, I just have this cutlass and a musket and an iPhone. <laughs> oh my, well, that that sounds like very dangerous work for you and your friend there. Well, I mean, uh, for me, I, I am a figurehead. I, 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 I am the embodiment of a rule of law. Oh. But it is Don Luke oh, who Don works Luke. in the shadows. It is, it is he who works upon the hearts and minds of the people. He is Don Luke who is the Don true Luke. measure of a man in the Hacienda. Hmm. Let's try to salvage some of this. Um, well, I mean, tell me, what what book do you... What's your favorite book? Well, I mean, I, I write a journal daily. It's mostly oh, really? the adventures of my of friend your Don, Don Luke. Luke. Uh-huh. Okay. What noise was this? Is this the time already? I believe that's that time's up. Okay. Oh, just, yeah, it's not fair. I mean, uh, we were just sorry. making a connection. Say I was about to Don tell Luke you how me. much okay. did Don Luke my journaling. And just last night, I, I mean, the uh, time okay. is up. I, oh, I must accept it. And I try to be like Don Luke and understand the ways of the people. Well, have fun there, and I guess I'll, I'll go to another bar. Buenos suerte, senora. God, why can't I just find a good goatman? is hereditary. That didn't, make, it didn't even make sense. <laughs> it's not. If your father was lonely, <laughs> so you will it's be. It's just, it's the perfect opposite of that. <laughs> Unless you like grew up in one of those really weird distant families and you're like, no, that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> I, oh man. I, I obviously, I've never tried speed dating. I, I have a girlfriend. I don't need to, to try it. Yeah, but they'd make you a real dick if you did. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, and you've never tried it, right? Nope. Internet dating, yes. Speed dating, no. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I just... To me, it, it seems like it's all about looks. That's right. Poor Sergeant Garcia. Oh, he just man. He didn't have enough looks to carry. That's too bad. That's too bad. But welcome to Blurry Photos. <laughs> Where are your dates for the next amount of time determined by editing later? Correct. <laughs> I'm date number one, David Flora. And I am the ever-available David Stecco. Wink. That's right. Only one of us can make all your dreams come true. (laughs) And that one's taken. Oh, Oh, you see what I did there? Wow. Welcome (sighs) to the most self-deprecating podcast. (laughs) This side of the Rio Grande. (laughs) (laughs) But even there, uh, Don Luke's word is law. (laughs) Blurry photographies, however. (laughs) 
is the most <laughs> self-deprecating south of the Rio Grande Sea. Anyways, hey everybody. Uh, hope you're doing well. <laughs> we, we, uh, we're going to take you through a speed dating round of, oh, of man. Uh, history. That's right. Of the high seas. The high seas. Uh, the, the Caribbean. Oh. Or Caribbean Queen. The only person, I mean, no, it's not true. Lots of people say Caribbean, but it's only because he did that. Because Caribbean is easier to say. Yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. And I think he has to say Caribbean Queen because it fits the cadence. Right. Caribbean Caribbean Queen. Queen. (laughs) Next week on the podcast, Billy Ocean explains his bullshit from the 80s. (laughs) The working man's Lionel Richie. (laughs) That's that's exactly who yeah. Billy Ocean is. <laughs> he sure was. Uh, <laughs> we we get down to brass tacks and ask Billy Ocean just why he doesn't want us in his dreams and what's in his car. That's right. Well, I mean, I think we did in the last episode. I think we told, explained exactly why. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Our next episode on haunted cars will put paid to this whole thing. Everything will be answered then. <laughs> and then we'll do a history episode about who was Queen of the Caribbean. <laughs> I'll tell you who was king of the Caribbean for a while, though. Oh, I love that. That was a f***ing masterful seg. Now drop the name. Blackbeard. Blackbeard. That's right. Hope you like pirates. Now, I hope you are appreciating as a listener the extraordinary amount of self-control. Because we're, I mean, we're in excess of a minute and a half into this podcast. And we have nary exhibited even the slightest amount of pirate vernacular. That's right. That's right. We we burned it all in that that one intro. Yeah, we did. But um, um yeah, I bet it'll pop up somewhere. I mean, this guy uh, epitomizes that whole um, thought of the English pirate. Yeah, the true Avastie. Yeah, like landlubbing. This is who who when you think of pirate, uh, this guy is going to pop up there. Maybe if he doesn't come up at first. He'll he'll be waiting on the edges oh, yeah. of, of your mind. There's like three pirates, and he's two of them. <laughs> That's a fact. Blackbeard. We're, yeah, we're going to focus in a little bit and, and talk about who exactly he was, who who's mm-hmm. the man behind the legend. Pretty pretty interesting, I, I think, yeah. to, know, to, to know a little bit more in depth instead of just uh, taking what you hear yeah. from, from your old television shows. And I think there's a there's a a base I don't know like a, a common understanding of a pirate, and of which Blackbeard is the 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 apex. He's he's the 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 perfect example of a pirate, and it's it's uh, just raw violence. And you know he keeps his crew in check with a, a taste of the whip, and and he runs around. He you know takes no prisoners. He sinks the ships. He gets the booty, and yep. he buries it somewhere. And yep. um. And Blackbeard is is such a, a great, brilliant counterpoint to these things that he is one of the most, if not the most, famous historical pirate. Sure. But his actual exploits are amazing, and the manner in which he operated couldn't be further from the the, the general understanding of it. Yeah, as as we will get into uh, as we, we talk about the real story behind the legend, mm-hmm. uh, to give you an overview, Blackbeard... Obviously, one of the most famous pirates in history. Uh, he's a legend whose exploits are as infamous as his supposed appearance. Ooh. Um, he's characterized as being 
A king among pirates. Bloodthirsty, successful, fearsome, almost mythical in nature. Uh, and one of the most striking aspects of the legend was his appearance. Yeah. A huge, imposing man with a menacing black beard. Wouldn't it have just sucked if it was like, you know, you never had a beard? True story. You just wore a big <laughs> scarf and everyone was like, I thought it was a beard from a distance. <laughs> That'd be great. That'd piss me off. Yeah. It'd be it'd be maddening, but it'd be <laughs> yeah. pretty funny. It'd be, uh, it'd be one of those facts that everyone knows. Uh, did you know that um, Blackbeard uh, never actually had a beard? And also, um, it's very interesting, Alanis Morissette never used the word ironic correctly in the song uh, ironic um isn't that interesting mm. where's my chicory <laughs> uh, he had uh, weapons galore swords guns all that stuff uh wore a wide tall hat uh dark set eyes and had burning bits of rope in his hair circling yeah. his head with eerie hellish smoke that is what you what you picture when you picture Blackbeard these days. I picture him with kind eyes. I picture him holding kittens instead of cutlasses. He's like Hagrid of the High Seas. <laughs> and coincidentally, he did employ a hippogriff in his journey. You're a pig boy, Harry. <laughs> You're a bosun, Harry. <laughs> uh... <laughs> He commanded the Caribbean and Southeastern American seaboard aboard his legendary and imposing ship, the Queen Anne's Revenge. That's right. Uh, Before his demise, it's said he buried untold treasure somewhere. Oak Island. Oh, maybe. (laughs) So that's that's, uh, what you get uh, from, you know, your Blackbeard sources colloquially mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna or find video a, gamularly yeah yeah you're, except you're, assassin's creed which we'll get to oh we are good because that's all that's your that's your bailiwick i don't know <laughs> so let's let's dive into his early life mm-hmm. now say flora you were looking to look this guy up in the phone book would i'm you, looking to look this guy up in the phone book would you look under b for black or b for beard or uh, neither i would look for neither Cause this fucker is a mystery and a half. Whoa! In his early life, including the name. Now he wasn't born Blackbeard Jones, or you know whatever. Well, the dog was named Blackbeard. <laughs> you were named after the dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love of all the fucking movie jokes, the amount of distance we're getting out of that one. <laughs> Sala, <laughs> run. <laughs> uh, I love Salah. Bad dates. Um, no, it's generally thought that he went by one of a few possible names. Edward Teach. Uh-huh. Edward Thatch. Edward Tack. Or... Or Fast Eddie Vitigliano. Oh. What is true and accurate is that his name was Eddie. <laughs> In some form or another, he was an Edward. They, they have a, a lot of... Spellings, a large number of spellings of, of that, either teach or thatch or something therein. Um, Drummond has also been thrown out there as a as a last name, but that's there's no real evidence of that so being his name at all. That's where Mr. Drummond got all of his money from 
different strokes. Yeah, exactly. He was a giant boob. He couldn't have been making the money elsewhere. He he found it. Buried. He was sitting on top of his family's piracy estate. <laughs> In fact, there's little to no evidence for any of those names, uh, save for some accounts and anecdotes uh, later on in his infamacy. Infamacy. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis. <laughs> so uh, pirates like to go by different names, mm-hmm. obviously, to protect right. their, their family name. Yep. So That makes sense. If you're a career criminal, you're on the run from the from the majesty and the crown. Mm-hmm. Don't... <laughs> Don't use your name. Step. That's like that's a pirating one hundred and one. Yeah. Don't use your real name. Yeah. If your name's Ronnie Dirtnap, right. But if your name is fucking Danny Giblets, just use your own name. Just use your real fucking name, Danny. Be a man for once in your damned life. <laughs> He's gonna go up the river so fast, Danny. What did you do? <laughs> it's been theorized and and generally accepted that he was born in Bristol, England, near the turn of the eighteenth century. That's around 1680, they're guessing. Yeah. I guess the record keeping just wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. So we don't have uh, anything solid to go on in in terms of birth date, uh, age of him. It's just all kind of guesses. He was 200 years old. He may have been 200. He may have been no less than 600 years old. Yep. So. After he was done fighting the Egyptians. Yeah, and surviving the flood. Mm Mm-hmm. He was a Phoenician man. <laughs> Rode a dinosaur before he <laughs> learned how to sail. They had a bumper sticker on Queen Anne's Revenge that says, my, <laughs> my, my, other, my other boat is a plesiosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I break for raptors. <laughs> uh, and again, nothing, nothing is, is solid about his name, his whereabouts, where he's from, any of that stuff. And given the salt pork, not even his stools were solid. <laughs> I mean, sorry, that's just what happens when Coconuts, you're a pirate. right? Yeah. Diuretic. They never tell you. Um, <laughs> what, sorry, that was just a, the gross poop joke, and <laughs> I kind of apologize. That's like, it's like, But we need to fill our quota, so. 75% apology. You don't even have to accept it at the 50% rate. We know that, that the man existed. There's no doubt about that. It's not, he, he's not a legend in that regard. Right. That he, he was never there. He was but for real dog. We just don't know his, where he came from. He just kind of came onto the scene. Uh, but it's it said that uh, he learned seafaring from being a privateer in the Caribbean during Queen Anne's War. Mm-hmm. Uh, that lasted, you know, 1702 to 1713. And just to remind you, uh, privateering is is just, um, I guess, from depending on which country you hail from, but it's legal piracy. Yeah, it is. It is where the, you get a, a commission from the crown to go out and steal other ships and cargo. Right. Um, your job is from the bad guys. Yeah. You're. You're. <laughs> it's. It's. It's economic warfare. Functionally, your your job is not to go out there and blow things up. Your job is to steal materials and 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 money and and shipments and, and cargo. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're there to disrupt supply lines. And the way it works is because you're not a regular part of say the Queen's Navy. You 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 get what you keep. Sure. You're like the the job is getting done in that you are dis you're you're disrupting your enemy supply lines and you keep what you get. It's it's a standard pyramid scheme operation. <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever whatever you you kill, you keep. Yeah, uh, and and therefore you are a legal pirate. 
Right. Which is to say that there's all the countries except for one after you, as opposed to regular right. piracy where they're Everybody, all after yeah. you. <laughs> uh, a little bit about the Queen Anne's War. It, it's, I think I read it, it was the uh, second, um, kind of the second set of wars in the French and Indian War. Uh, it's, ba- it's it's British against French and Spanish. Uh, the Spanish were trying to... That's not really narrowing it down much. I, yeah, well. <laughs> the Spanish were, were trying to uck up a lot of England's shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. France wanted to help them, of course, because, you know... <laughs> England! That's what, that's what they... Angleterre. Um, so this was just the, the American... Uh, side of it this was what was going on in the americas i mean honestly even even our own revolution was a proxy war sure for 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 france anyway yep after the treaty of utrecht was signed in 1713 the privateers didn't really have much to do uh because they were no longer able to legally plunder ships uh so many of them turned to piracy that's all they knew how to do. Right. They're like, oh, so you're, you're saying you're, you're no longer supporting us because we've just been doing this anyway. Yeah. So we're just going to keep doing this yeah. then. <laughs> so that's, that's what a lot of them uh, did, including Edward Teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he joined the crew of Captain Benjamin Hornigold in 1716, who was uh, based in New Providence in the Bahamas. Big Ben Horny gold. Horny gold. That's right. Big Ben Horny. Mm, horny, horny, ben. horny Ben. Horny Ben. Uh, New Providence uh, was a sort of like a pirate haven. It was it was like an outback steakhouse of, of the Caribbean. There were no rules, just right. Can you say that in a shitty Australian accent? No. <laughs> well, yes, I guess I can do it shitty, but no rules, just right. Nice. New Providence. West Indies. <laughs> So New Providence had no law. That's that's the the bottom line. Like most Great of the pirates. West, yeah, yeah. Most of the West Indies. Which, by the way, if in, if anyone in, I don't know doesn't know that West Indies is uh, the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. Around the Bahamas, there. Yeah, the outer banks there. Hornigold captured a sloop named Ranger. John B. What? John B. Sloop captured the sloop. John B. Fuck it. Bad joke. Moving on. Is this another? Song that I get Peace that you don't. Was all it's no, weird. it's the goddamn Beach Boys, the Sloop John B. That one, that one missed me. Wow. Sorry, oh man, Peyton Bob is gonna tear you a new one, <laughs> and I'm gonna sit there laughing as I watch the new one get torn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, he, he captured a sloop named Ranger and outfitted it with 30 guns, uh, which meant he had little problem controlling the waters of the region because yep. 30 guns is, is pretty formidable. At the time, keep in mind, this is, uh, you know, in the area of se- the year 1700, 30 was the highest number. <laughs> they, they, there was no concept of a number in excess of 30. So he had literally achieved the apex of... Of military dominance in the region. You you also think about sloops. Sloops are are small uh, ships. Not then. Not then. 30 feet long. (laughs) The maximum length. (laughs) Anything. This this ship was literally the grandest thing conceivable. Guess how many crew he could fit on there. 73. Yeah. 
because of the Bible. There was some weird uh, anachronistic math that said that that was like 30 people, and 30 was the largest number. But really, a sloop sloop is a a two-masted ship. Uh, It's real, real maneuverable. Pirates liked it. It was very fast. Yep. Hit and run. Usually easy to, to procure one. Nautical drive-by machine. Usually you would get a between 10 and 20 guns on a on a sloop, mm-hmm. on a good sloop. Uh, he bumped that up to 30. And Yo, dog. <laughs> and, uh, I heard you like guns on your sloop. We put <laughs> guns in your guns. <laughs> your guns have guns, dog. Mm-hmm. Your guns shoot guns. That's right. Don't get hit by one of those. You'll get shot again. Twice guns. <laughs> uh, yeah, they didn't call them double guns. They called them twice guns. That's weird. yeah, yeah. Well, it's old timey talk. It was normal for them. Yep. Uh, anyways, the ranger um, Teach Edward Teach proved himself a worthy seaman. <laughs> and after Hornigold got the ranger, uh, Thank he you gave for pausing for applause. By the way, <laughs> he gave his original sloop to Teach. Oh yeah, very very nice. And Training the the, uh, the two of them went on a spree, capturing boat after boat and obtaining the cargo therein. We a lot of flour, a lot mm-hmm. of wine. Yep, thirty pounds of each. No more, no less. They got around that by putting those pounds into uh, kegs. Yeah, so then they got thirty kegs of each. There you go. And then hogsheads. That's right. Then bushels. Then pecks. Uh, September of 1717. The 30th month of the year. The gentleman pirate, Stead Bonnet, showed up in Nassau. Hello, boys. I believe that's ha- that's exactly how he... That is an incredibly accurate uh, portrayal <laughs> of Stead Bonnet. The gentleman pirate had no idea what he was doing, basically, <laughs> as a pirate. He, well, he, he's a gentleman. Well, that's a, that's a thing. He was like he was a landowner, and then went, and then uh, tried his hand at piracy. Had a ship built as opposed to getting one, and hired people who knew what they were doing on the sea, which meant the crew had no respect for him. Uh, pardon me, gentlemen, if you wouldn't mind, uh, might we take your crew and cargo? No, well, well, Matt, uh, show you on your business. A good day. Uh, tell your friends, gentlemen pirate. Excuse me, first mate, what should we do? Shall we ram them or fire our, our cylinder guns? <laughs> so, gentleman pirate, he, he's wounded. He, he's been pirating and sort of successfully, some not, uh, shows up in Nassau. Somebody kick him in a... <laughs> and uh he he showed up with a possibly mutinous crew this is these are people who do not respect him at all right so he shows up he, he gives teach control of his 12 gun sloop called the revenge it's revenge against mummy she never let me have pudding take that mummy i would never eat my meat <laughs> so i could never have my pudding and I swore someday I shall have a boat built, Mummy, and it'll make you ever so vexed. <laughs> to the seas, my friends! <laughs> so at that point, Hornigold and Teach, uh, and I guess some other pirate captain, uh, had, had a three-ship flotilla, mm-hmm. and they, they plundered at least four more ships in the following months with these. Uh, November 1717, Hornigold retired... And when I say retired, I mean the crew didn't much like how he was running things. 
Oh, so forced into retirement. Cut his losses. Yep, and cut and his took throat. Off. No, he wasn't dead, but cut his Achilles tendons. And Teach now with a growing beard and a growing understanding of theatrics as a strategy. Teach, my boy, your beard's coming in quite nice. Uh, another three months or so, you'll be ready for your own command. <laughs> quite proud it. of you. Quite proud of you. That's that's it. Don't forget to punch the children. You're a pirate after all. They expect it. Another six months with that beard growing. Uh, promotion to rear admiral. Uh, quick question. Ever uh, consider putting perhaps in your beard and or hair? I don't know. A lit fuse, bit of rope, maybe. Mm. Something with my, my ass more. Think on it a bit. Mm. Terrifying smoke. How did it come to me in a dream? <laughs> I, ironically, even though portions of your head are literally on fire. Mm. I'll only remember the beard. Mm. I heard tell of it from natives in the area. Mm. Quite. Uh, mm. Call you something of a. Uh, I believe the savage. phrase is a sea hagrid. Mm. <laughs> Where were we? Well, uh, Teach now has the revenge, and uh, Teach doesn't own the reven- revenge. He's just running it for the candy ass right. who's sitting downstairs whittling. Right, and right. Hornigold is out of the scene now. So, yep. so it's. Uh, teach on the revenge in another sloop, and they set their sights on a French slaver called Le Concorde. It was easily more than three times the size of the revenge. Mm-hmm. But Teach had superior strategy, having both sloops uh, maneuver and fire across the deck of Le Concorde, killing crewmen on there but not damaging the ship. Pretty smart. Now that, not only smart, but a very accurate yeah, yeah. That's a that's a very narrow window to fire at. Uh the French captain surrendered and Teach took command. Uh also um, may have taken a bit of gold dust on board and possibly a diamond ring that he cut off the captain's finger. Oh, maybe. So some stories Mon go. Doigt. That's a French for my finger. Oh. Mm-hmm. Doigt is finger? Sweet. Hmm. Sweet. Sweet. That's sea Sweet. and we. That's <laughs> what you say when you're out in the ocean. That's right. Well, you know, it's polyglot. You don't know what you got to say. Sweet covers it. Giving the French crew of the Concorde, the French crew of the Concorde, he gave them the smaller sloop and Teach took La Concorde, upgraded it with anywhere between 32 and 40 guns. C'est impossible. It's another year, dude. They learned oh more. Oh, my God. Well, that's the march of science. Yeah. Uh, so they were able to get to 40. Yeah. Which, honestly, I'll bet you, how many guys looking through a telescope, they're like, well, sir, he's closing on us. I count 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Captain. Captain, I've, I've counted 30 guns, but there are more guns. Well, I count again. I, I have, sir. I've, I've counted three times. There's, there's 30 and then 10. Uh, so he upgraded it with more guns and renamed her the Queen Anne's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this modified frigate, he easily controlled the sea and ransacked several more vessels after now, that. Now let's back this up to a very important point that we're going to come back around to. What did he do with the crew of Le Concorde? He gave them the smaller sloop and set them free. What? He let him go. That is not your typical pirate behavior. Hmm. 
Clip and save. Yeah, as we all know, Malvoid Pilot Roberts takes no prisoners. There will be no survivors. Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) Uh, Later accounts of survivors described him as tall and spare, wearing a very black beard. Author Charles Johnson described him as wearing pistols in bandoliers across his chest. And the way he described it was three brace, which I don't know. I don't know if that means three uh, belts or um, what, but some accounts say he wore four strapped around his chest, four, four, four pistols. Yeah. I, I even think I may have come across that he had six at one point, but he he had a bunch of flintlock pistols. A, yeah. Again, one shot. So mm-hmm. uh, he's basically just got f- at least four shots going. Yeah. Uh, his hair braided and tied with colorful ribbons. And he had several slow-burning fuses coming from under his hat. Hmm. Uh, 1718, the sloop Adventure was added to the flotilla by invitation and... Six more vessels were plundered on the way to Charleston, South Carolina. So he's working his way up the coast. And it's important to point out here that he's also, and it's it's kind of, you're reading between the lines of history, but keep in mind how he's building this flotilla. He established a reputation for knowing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so Lord Dandy Pants is like, well, hey, will you please run my boat for me? Mm-hmm. And then he goes out. There's a, the captain that he learned from couldn't keep his own crew. Right. But he's able to to kind of keep things in check. He goes out. He he spares this crew, gives them his old boat. Yeah. Don't need it anymore. And now he's he's adding to people. He's he's not this mild this mindless um, savage that's just out for for gold and, and murder. Like he's. Uh, of a sort a statesman he's he's building a consensus he's building a group mm-hmm. based um not only on his ability his, his success but he's talking people into joining like he's using right. uh, a negotiation he's using uh parlay he, he's using parlay like a motherfucker he is he parlay so hard bitches be screaming but i mean that's an important point though like this is not. This is not. Uh, this is not an idiot with, with with a billion guns strapped to him. Right. This is a guy who's very smart about what he's doing and is also able to to use diplomacy mm-hmm. of a sort to yeah, get what he yeah. needs. Yeah. Um, and what he needs is money. Apparently, and though, more, and more fuses. Those those burn <laughs> even the slow burning ones. I mean, it's an expense. Yeah. But you know what? If you work in a play, you got a boy makeup. If you're gonna be Blackbeard. You're going to spend money on fuses. That's right. And the next stop to get fuses was Charleston. Oh. Apparently, the non-marauding aspect of his piracy may have not been what some of his crew signed on for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was getting a little perturbed by some of his crew. So there's a thought that he devised a pretty crazy scheme to get out of the situation, to to get rid of the the crew he didn't care for. Day 26. I I love the crew, but I'm not in love with the crew. <laughs> and I'm just trying to decide if it, if this is just a, a good point to walk away. Also, Bird took my slow burning fuse. And it was like a really good one. What's now, up with that? It's like am I going to develop a phobia of birds? Mondays, right? <laughs> 
Blackbeard. Um, <laughs> B-beard. B-beard. So what he does, he blockades the port of Charleston and captures a boat that had some wealthy citizens trying to get out of there, and he ransoms them, holds mm-hmm. them hostage for medicine. Right. Mm. Not for money or cannonballs. Mm-mm. Medicine. Or a monkey that'll live on his shoulder or parrots or a mystical compass that'll show him where the ultimate treasure is. He basically gives Charleston uh, a, a time frame with which to give him this medicine or he starts executing the hostages. Every motherfucking last one of you. <laughs> Be cool, honey bunny. In this time frame, this time frame passes and... He's basically ready to to string these people up. Right. And this is hilarious. This is kind of a bluff called. Yeah. But it's also kind of a comedy of errors. It's kind of like this farcical thing. Yeah. So so he's got to decide if he's going to really, because to this point, he has not, he has not executed a prisoner. He's not, he's not harmed anyone that he's captured. So he's at least making the moves to, to, uh execute these people or hang them or whatever he's going to do. Uh, and then he gets word that, oh, medicine's on the way. Uh, yep. Just just a few delays. We'll, we'll have the medicine to you soon. Yeah. So he gives them two more days. Yeah, he's, he's reasonable. Yeah. He's like, all right, fine. I see what's going on. Two days are up. No no medicine. Goes through the motions again. And then all of a sudden, the uh, a boat comes out with uh, the guy he sent to get the medicine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, look, we would have gotten this medicine to you sooner, but your stupid fucking crewmen were off drinking and carousing, yeah. and we couldn't get things done with them being total asshats. That's, yeah. that's a, a boiled-down version of it, but... Hey, uh, I'll have two beers. Um, I'm part of the pirate crew. It's a, yeah, we got the uh, this whole, this whole one-horse town blockaded. Supposed to get medicine or something. No, no, it's two beers. I ordered two beers. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. How, how about a uh, hooker? Y'all got hookers? Yeah, y'all got hookers? <laughs> hey, y'all. Where's, where's the guy going to get a hooker <laughs> around here? So anyways, he gets, the, he gets the medicine and then they peace out. Uh, after that, he sailed to- And that's to, it. He wins. That, that Nothing bad ever happens again. Yeah, he sailed, he sailed to heaven. and <laughs> It's like the end of Greece. His boats just lift up <laughs> and they just fly off into the clouds. And the hood's inexplicably uh, plexiglass now. <laughs> yeah, how dumb. Uh, he sails north to Beaufort Inlet, uh, which is in the Outer Banks in North Carolina. And they all get just up off medicine they're like woo first basic first day nobody's sick jokes on them <laughs> give me another one of them polio vaccines woo because they had those he, he intends to repair uh queen Anne's revenge by uh careening it up there mm-hmm. careening is when you take a, a a boat on high tide you take it into the the banks the mm-hmm. the, sh- the shoals and basically beach it. beach it, and then the, the tide goes out, you do your repairs, what you need to, and then when the tide comes back in, you, you're you off. You're yeah. off on your merry way. Well, apparently the ship ran aground. Little too much mustard on the pickle. Yeah, and apparently snapped. Which, is, which isn't a phrase, by the way. It is now. Uh, snap the mainmast. Whoops. Um. Did I do that? And uh, the adventure, the sl- the little sloop, the adventure also ran aground. Now, some people say this is part of his plan 
to get rid of his crew members that were a little too rowdy for him. So he did this Mm -hmm. on purpose because he's had some years. Yeah, not his first rodeo. Yeah, on on the old sea. And this is an area that he has been plying regularly. There's no surprises in this part of the, the, the sea for him. So... After all this, after the boats uh, get uh, run run aground, they have heard that there are royal pardons to be given out to pirates who, I guess, basically confess and and say, you know, we've we've been pirating. We're sorry. We'll stop. And then they you you get a royal pardon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to go to the governor, you know, and governor pardons you. But he wasn't sure if this was a trap or not, so he says, "Hey, Stead Bonnet." who is just basically accompanying him at this point, you know, because he can't do anything else. Uh, he says, hey, Stead Bonnet, why don't you go... Get yourself get, one of them a, uh, pardons. Get a, get a fancy old pardon. Uh, Tell me how it feels. Pardon from the king. And he he did so to see if Bonnet was just going to get hanged or not. Bonnet does this. He he He's none the wiser. Goes and gets pardoned, and uh, everything works out. Then he returns to collect the sloop, the revenge, but finds it uh, stripped of all its wares and crew. Uh, Blackbeard I had... I could trust all of these pirates. <laughs> Bonnet, Blackbeard you dumb bastard. Off. Uh, he'd run off with his uh, all, all of his uh, favorite crewmen, basically, and um, Bonnet apparently wanted to take revenge on him after that uh, and and looked for him and looked for him and never could find him. Um, <laughs> well, he, he didn't even get his revenge off of him. No, oh, that's, that's pirate burn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently Bonnet started pirating again and got caught and hanged for it. So, uh, Idiot. Lo siento, Stead Bonnet. Blackbeard did go and receive a royal pardon from the North Carolina governor, Charles Eden, and he found a home in a village called Bath. And apparently, uh, I read one account that said, according to Admiralty documents, he married a girl from uh, the region as well. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it seemed like he was going to settle down and stop his pirating and, and be an honest man. And Charles uh, Eden and Blackbeard worked together, kind of under the table, kind of, you know, shady government Esque, uh, Blackbeard plundered and uh, which which got rid of pirates in the area, which was a plus for the governor, and uh, shared the booty with the governor so that he yeah. could have booty. And you know, it was that's what we all want. You scratch my back, yeah, sweet sweet booty. <laughs> At this time, Blackbeard met uh, the pirate Charles Vane. You bet you think this song is about you, don't you, Charles Vane? <laughs> Uh, you you might be thinking, well, what's old uh, Horny Gold uh, doing? Oh yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. well, he had turned pirate hunter. Oh, switched sides. He was now hunting like pirates. Me. Well, I don't like them. Chased Charles Vane uh, into Blackbeard's area, and uh, he, uh, Charles Vane hung out with Blackbeard. Also, Calico Jack Rackham came along. That's and, a great name. And parted with him. Old Calico Jack. And word of of these guys hanging out together got to uh, the Virginia governor, Alexander Spotswood, mm-hmm. who thought very poorly of North Carolina and pirates in general. And he planned an illegal invasion 
of North Carolina. Well, it was originally, they originally, can, it was called the Virginia State. It wasn't Virginia's for lovers. Virginia's for megamaniacal pirate hunters. Right. Yeah. Harder on tourism. Yeah, I think it was around the 1800s when they, they yeah. changed that. <laughs> doesn't roll off. Does, doesn't fit on a t-shirt. <laughs> Blackbeard uh, uh, had started anchoring in um, Ocracoke Island. What? 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 In uh, in North Carolina. Mean Gene Oak Island land? <laughs> Ocracoke Island. Uh, in November of 1718, two sloops under the command of Lieutenant Robert Maynard sailed into the inlet, cornering Blackbeard's uh, two sloops that he had, mm-hmm. and a fierce battle ensued. Blackbeard's ship and Maynard's ship either slammed into each other or got close enough for Blackbeard's crew to board mm-hmm. Maynard's ship, uh, and seeing only a handful of crew and Maynard standing there, Blackbeard was encouraged until Maynard shouted an order and a large contingent of men hidden below deck rushed out, surprising the pirates. Uh, and that's a trap. It is a trap. Uh, Could have Akbar. used an admiral. Uh, and a battle raged. Uh, Blackbeard and Maynard squared off against each other. They pulled out pistols and they shot at each other. And they drew swords and charged. And Blackbeard snapped Maynard's sword in twain. What? And went for a coup de grace, but was cut in the neck from behind by one of Maynard's crew. He was then attacked by the rest of the crew and killed. Mm. He was beheaded, and the body was tossed overboard. And it's said that it swam around the ship three times before sinking. I believe that. That That is a history of Blackbeard. Now, some of the myths that go along with him... Yep. We are here uh, for your listening pleasure for. Mm, I love myths. Some of the, uh, one of, you know, one of those uh, dumb myths, his hair was on fire. No, it was, it was slow burning fuse. Yep. But he did apparently employ this yep. theatrical tactic. Yeah. Very cool. Very fun. Yeah. He was, he, he did a good job of, he, I mean, like he understood the craft of like the idea of who he was versus right. who he actually was. Yep. And he got his, he got more done that way. Yeah. He yeah. didn't have to do as much work because he, people were terrified of him. Exactly. And he could, he could capture an entire ship just based on his looks, as opposed to having to kill people or ruin the ship or the cargo. Which is so tiresome. Please. We've all seen it done before. You should find something interesting, like maybe put some ropes in your hand, lights them on fire, but then scares the children until they are like, Mommy, give this man all the boat parts. And then the mommy says, yeah, I'm listening to you because I've never seen this happen before. And then, then he's famous. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. I just blacked out. What just happened? <laughs> uh, how about how about the buried treasure that Blackbeard supposedly left behind? They all left behind buried treasure, didn't they? Didn't Every they? single one of them. Thanks, Robert Louis Stevenson. You yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, he really fucked us with that. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. Probably not any buried treasure from Blackbeard, uh, as the cargo that he plundered was fenced. He he would get it and then he would sell it, sell it off to to get the money for it. Yeah, keeping uh, in mind, um, take for example the uh, the French frigate that he captured. He outfitted that thing 
with guns. Yeah. Not cheap. Right. Hard to come by, but he did it. He had to invent new math. Ten extra guns? <laughs> what? Um, you know, so like piracy is, is also expensive. He has to pay his crew. You know, like right. so there's this this belief that like, oh, I took a chest off the ship, I'll just put it below decks and and, and it'll sit there. It's it's no. it's a tough business. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't no game, dog. Mm-mm. Although it is said that he told someone once, only the devil and I know the whereabouts of my treasure and the one of us who lives longest should take it all. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, you know, yeah. who knows what that could be? Maybe it was peace. That was all it said. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. Man, we're getting a lot of mileage out of that song. <laughs> Uh, how about how about him swimming after death, swimming around the ship three times? Totally true. Totally <laughs> true. Or you know what? The scientific explanation is that in that part of the country, uh, there are manatees. His body <laughs> fell upon a manatee. The manatee got confused and just did three laps. <laughs> I wish. Right. Or he had eaten a whole bunch of like um, uh, Alka-Seltzer. And so his, you know, he's just kind of like... <laughs> You know, that could happen, too. <laughs> His pre-battle ritual was just ingesting boxes of Alka-Seltzer. That's right. That's right. Known then, then as Pepsi. <laughs> back then it was called um, uh, Pirate Seltzer. <laughs> Pirate Pepsi. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure... I mean, people are going to make well, shit up. He's, oh, he's, yeah. That's, he's that's, a boogeyman. That's legend. May- Maynard did report that the body had 20 sword cuts and five gunshot wounds, though. So... Well, they, they pounced on him after they killed him. And, yeah. And everyone wants to be the guy who killed Blackbeard. So they're all going to yeah. do their thing. Although, you know, it's... It, it is entirely possible he took a lot of damage before he finally fell. But, yep. again, you know, you never know. Legends. Uh, how about the success that he had as a pirate? Everybody thinks oh, man, it's Blackbeard. He's he's just raping and pillaging the whole sea there. Right. I mean, he was he was a businessman. He was and good at it. He was he was successful. Yeah. But he was nowhere near the likes of Henry Avery or Black Bart Roberts, uh, who plundered uh, tons of ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, for Avery, uh, he just he hit one that was just worth a shit ton. Yeah, and and Blackbeard just never he did a lot. He in in he captured and plundered, but it was never like set for life kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. He was a he was a working man's pirate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he paid the bills with mm-hmm. his stuff, but but poor guy never saved up unless he did. So he was successful, but he was not. Anywhere near the most successful pirate, right? Uh, the His most famous pirate. I would, I would agree with that. I would, I would say Blackbeard is up there. Um, his bloodthirstiness, as we've said before, before his last stand uh, there on on the Maynard ship, it's unclear if he even killed one person. Yeah, in his in his career, which is. Completely, I think it's the most interesting aspect of this. Yeah, he he was he played a smarter game and was successful at it. Yeah, he didn't have to and and knew that it was probably better that he didn't. Yeah, he created this this mythological character that people were afraid of, and when they saw him bearing down, 
were more likely to believe the stories and, and just, you know, give it up or, yeah. or after a very brief exchange. And you got to wonder if he had some kind of personal code too, where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, he, not so much mercy as like, well, this is, this is business. Yeah. And, and I think there's no need to kill. I'd be willing to bet that's part of the the friction he had with his crew. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are stories of unexplained lights at sea that are some call, sometimes called teaches light mm. as he searches his head <laughs> around the sea. Hold on. Just give me a second here. Let me just go down the menu here. I don't, I don't need any I don't want grape laugh, you know, grape leaves or it's oh, a burning cheese. That looks good. I was like, no, I don't even want a hero right now. Aliens. <laughs> could be, I guess. Could be. Yeah, but. he was empowered by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens will continue searching for his head. Yeah, that's day. right. That's right. That's all they want. Well, they it was said he keep <laughs> probing asses until they find it. Yeah. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. <laughs> um. He he searches for his head so that his friends and the devil will recognize him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's that's very kind of him. Anyway, that dear friends mm-hmm. is Blackbeard in a uh, nutshell, a surrounded nutshell. by smoke and uh, uh, lots of black hairs and whores and whores. <laughs> Some rum. That's right. A little medicine. Bit of that. <laughs> Uh, Interesting fella. Yeah. Ahoy, ahoy, Bosun Flora. Oh. Three three points off the the starboard deck. Oh. Bearing I... in on us. Wait, wait, let me let me do my bosun whistle. Uh, uh, that'll, that'll uh, pun, puns ahoy. <laughs> Boy, you, you just you really didn't sound like your heart was in it. I'm I'm in but you're right. You're right. <clears throat> ahoy! Three points off the starboard deck, boss and Flora. Aye, I see it, bearing down on us hard. Puns ahoy! <laughs> there yeah. you go. All that's right. that's what you deserved. Good. We got puns. We got some puns. That's right. Who wants to start? You do. Okay. So you won't steal it from me. I have I have a pub. Oh yeah. Exclusively serving stouts. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, maybe maybe some dark loggers in there. Um amber stuff. Uh, yeah, but that's the lightest they get. It's it's mostly mostly stouts. Mm-hmm. Black beard. With an apostrophe? Yes. Apostrophe D. Yeah. All right, I got one. I got one for you. You know, um in in the years before he decided that piracy was something that was worth pursuing. Stead used his his family's money to pursue more intellectual pursuits, and he tried, although no one was really interested, tried to get a dance program going in the, the West Indies. Mm-hmm. It was the uh, Stead Ballet. <laughs> they danced, and no one cared. Do you think when the French people wanted to rile him up, they they would call him Stead Bonnet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've got an interesting place. It's 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 a place that's just dedicated to um, vaccinations. And oh, really? Immunizations. That's that's perfect. People yeah. need those. And and this is an, a one stop shop. You can go and get your shots there. But that's all they do. Oh, that's all they do. And um, it's run. It was it was run by a bunch of French people, but 
now it's just run by some dirty dirty people that have missing teeth and Ugh. like rum. Yep. It's called Queen Anne's Syringe. Oh, nice. You know, if you're uh if you're out to sea and uh I am. You know, you get a little chest cold or something like that and you you can't even you can't even bark orders to your crew cuz you're coughing too much, you know, maybe you need Queen Anne's lozenge. <laughs> Yeah, we got real close there. Yeah, we did. We, we got real, real close. close. Close enough to board each other. Yep. I had my my crew hidden below deck. That's right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and the battle cry as they stormed up the uh, the gangplank was, right. Lister Mail! <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, first of all, welcome to Blurry Photos. Uh, new writers, fun time listeners, Achille and Timon, they are Canadians, which instantly makes me love them. And um, Achille is one of those hot Canadian ladies I've been so interested in meeting. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Timon, I assume you to be a hot Canadian gentleman, but uh, I'm afraid Achille's at the top of the list. Sorry, Timon. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and they've got just a ton of cool Canadian lore and interesting stuff about uh, uh, mystery lights and aircraft and uh, some amazing uh, information about some sky phenomena in Canada. Um, the cool thing about the, the broken arrow, the, the the bomb that we accidentally dropped in British Columbia. Whoops-a-daisy. Um, just really cool stuff. But you know what they've also delivered? What? A rich slathering of the freshest pun poutine that canada has ever handed us Mm. give me that gravy (laughs) you're gonna get it curds and gravy (laughs) and now a reading from the book of achille and timon oh i love this book i hope i'm saying achille right i think i am i don't know i hope there there was included phonetic information for timon which i appreciate (laughs) Um, we hope we say every every word yeah no shit I can't go back in the penalty box. I won't go back in the penalty box. <laughs> he made me do things. You haven't been in the new one, dude. Oh, man, the new one. You is... don't know the stench of the new box. <laughs> Wait a minute. They built a better mousetrap, they did. Okay, back to puns. A reading. The Dark Knight satellite let us to uh, the Dark Knight satellite episode let us to wonder if you've seen the Hubble satellite images of Mars. They're, they're in exceptional detail. The moons of Mars, Phobos, and Deimos are another story, named for two sons of Mars, Fear and Dread. They're very fast-moving. This makes them difficult to photograph. They are thought to be captured asteroids, but it's difficult to find good images of them. If you have to settle for lower image quality, images of a blurry Phobos. <laughs> oh, you! <laughs> <laughs> That's our name. I learned about them mm-hmm. from Doom. I've played those games, but I don't read any of the text. I'm like, where's the thing I shoot at? That's what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have it on. I mean, I make Mars. I make those games dumber. That's how <laughs> I do. Um, oh, here's a couple of puns now. I mean, Flora, you're welcome to get in the car, but these puns are just for me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just sit in the back, try not to puke. Uh, <laughs> try harder. Okay. Oak Island. There's a little-known but promising excavation that stalled when it uncovered a layer of sand. 
When the heavy equipment was brought in, however, the notoriously difficult geology of the island resulted in a collapse of other sides of the new pit and the loss of some of the equipment. No one was hurt, but the crane they were using was buried almost completely. Giving up, the group left the site the way it was. Uh, today, the remains of the site have become a useful landmark for surveyors and anyone else trying to find their way around the island. It's known as Crane Sand Hill. Duh. Oh, oh, I love it. That was good. I like that a lot. <laughs> it is for you. I, I kind of like all this is written. It's also, uh, it's kind of written like a stand-up routine. So, uh, Illuminati, you guys hear about this? You guys see this? <laughs> it's really hard to get your hands. It's really hard to get your hands on the names of the lesser families. Well, when I stumbled onto something, wherever the weird things are going, you get the... Oh, I can't do that forever. Sorry, I can't do that and read. I can barely just read. <laughs> then I stumbled onto something. Uh, wherever weird things are going on, you get debunkers. Truth. And they're obviously working for the Illuminati, since they'd only trust their own. But you wouldn't necessarily get the Gettys or Rothschilds doing this sort of thing. I found reference to a debunker who had distinctive sunglasses or tinted glasses, pink or red in color, who wrote a number of articles and other material on the subject. The guy's age or appearance is less agreed upon, although leading us to suspect that this is multiple individuals acting under the same name. Clever girl. Uh, The first name is Samuel, which may have a connection to the last of the Hebrew judges and the first prophets who anointed the first two kings of Israel, Mm -hmm. Saul and David. Mm -hmm. Pack a lunch. We are going on a trip here. That can't just be a coincidence. The last name seems to be a smokescreen, though a hyphenation of common family names. And in this book, the guy who tried to make himself seem less elite by abbreviating his first name to Sam. Oh, the book is The Final Word on the Illuminati and Other Invertebrate Foolishness by Sam Hillcrane. You're just going to keep hitting the midsection on that. <laughs> that that f***ing Sam Hillcrane. Body blow. Jigga-da, Body jigga-da, blow. Jigga-da, 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 jigga-da. You know... Uh, Timon also heard that Sam Hillcrane wrote a blurb for the upcoming book by David Icke. Reptiles, reptiles, reptiles. But if asked, will deny everything, insist it was a misidentification. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> uh, they want to know, uh, is there any truth to the rumors that Diggy Toots is planning to collaborate with Rasputin's protege, the well-known Hotwick and Burnin' Rhymes? <laughs> Maybe. You know, Maybe. we got... Uh, Get some plans for old Diggy Toots. And old Rasputin. That's right. And uh, last but most certainly not least, did you know about there's a, a type of wee folk known uh, mostly to annoy tourists by selling them handmade arts and crafts of miscellaneous junk? Oh, and they see, they, they know. You seen this? You heard about this? What? Yeah, that's in there. They wrote it in. They seem to be seely <laughs> folk, sometimes spotted at small kiosks near busy harbors, especially. And sometimes these she, S-I-D-H-E, she sells seashells by the seashore. Wow. Oh, Boom, that was for you, Flora. Oh. Yeah, that hit you right in the pun stop. Ow, pun stop. <laughs> uh, many thanks and apologies. And uh, I like their their, their sign-off here. Uh, Timon and Achille, your guru's canadensis, which oh. is hilarious because the uh, genus and species of the Sandhill Crane is gross canadensis. Oh. Ooh, deep research. Wow. That was thorough. Very thorough. Thank you for the reading. Yes. Thank you, Canadians, our lovely neighbors to the north. Beautiful. Yes. After applying drop cloths to the floor and using 3M blue nonstick adhesive tape to tape off any corners you don't want to be coated, 
you're almost ready for Peyton Bob. Oh, oh bring oh. it back to Peyton Bob. Peyton Bob. Oh, Peyton Bob. Always a pleasure, sir. How the hell are you? You spend a lot of time listening to our podcast, and I love that. There's one of the most endearing things that could happen. Yeah, it's amazing. Peyton Bob hits us up with this. He was out uh, in the scorching sun all day, 30 feet up in the air. Uh, two things he learned. One, he's no longer the lean, mean, ladder monkey machine that he once was. No more scrabbling up and down. Two, blurry photos carried him through this. Oh. We we paddled you across the river sticks we have strong of, of coat, dry, and repeat. <laughs> um, strong legs to carry. And I'll tell you what, if there is a if there's a lethal dose of our podcast, you're getting close to it. That's because true. he's uh Peyton Bob listened to seven episodes in a day. If I had to listen to myself for over seven hours, and which I do, but I just tune myself out. <laughs> woof. You thank you, Bob. Because yeah. you're a tough son of a bitch. <laughs> you're doing the lion's share. Yeah. You're doing the Lord's work, son. Lord's you're doing work. the Lord's work. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Uh, up next, uh, first email from a, a listener, C.F. Gunderson. Oh. Yeah. C.F. Gunderson. Is that is that Carol Francis or or um, Charlie Franklin? Hmm. It's, ho- it's tough to know what the C.F. In C.F. Gunderson Could stands Could be Carolyn Farrellin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, old C.F. Gunderson uh, hits us with a dream story. When I was a kid, I used to have a reoccurring nightmare that Freddy Krueger hid under my bed and would give me drugs at night by inserting long needles through my mattress. It was terrifying. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that is dark and elaborate. Wow. Yeah. Didn't he kill somebody kind of that way? Yeah, because she had the like the little mouths on her arm and he had Whoa. needle hand. Oh wow. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, can you imagine? Like there there are ghost stories that we have almost read uh mm-hmm. for our, for one of our ghost story episodes that is like somebody laying under the bed and sticking a knife through the mattress or whatever. Oh man. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's sorry, CF. Yeah, geez. I hope to hear more from C.F. Gunderson. That's Charlie Foxtrot Gunderson. For all your Gunderson needs. <laughs> uh, what do you think that C.F. stands for, Flora? Well, probably cornflakes. Oh, good call. Cornflakes Gunderson. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. And, and now for the results. The, the third week of the thing with the <laughs> resulting results that have resulted from the tabulation of, of, your, result, of, of your of your resulting votes, 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 volts, voltage, voltaic, volting, Ohms. voting, ohm, oh my resistors, God. and that's let's what recap. a stroke sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> let's recap week three. Yes, miscrypted contest 2014. 2014. The year is twenty fourteen. The, the contest is miscrypted. The contestants for week three were the Manticore, the Incanyumbo, and the New Orleans Grunch. Y'all. You have to say y'all. Grunch, y'all. Yeah. It's like the Canadian A but for the <laughs> for New Orleans. We'll also accept, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And, and, uh, and, and I'm impartial to, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, I like that one. Huh. All right. Uh, the winner. Wait, wait. I have to, you know, you even knew, you even knew I was going to stop you. If I hadn't said anything, you would have just trailed off. Son of a bitch. You got my number, David Flora. Okay. The guess. The guess is 
Take us through the decision, like okay. like they do really awkwardly on all those quiz shows that people do really awkwardly. Yeah, on on show on TV. Boy, uh, let's see. In uh, our first episode, uh, uh, I'm bad at recapping, but <laughs> uh, we got the the Manticore. Yeah, body of a red lion, face of a human. Um, alternatively ended scorpion tail, sure. either with the standard Telson, which is the name of the stinger on a scorpion tail. Look at that. Wink. <laughs> or a little tuft of razor barbs that it can whip at your face. Yep. Because it hates your face. <laughs> or uh, we have the uh, the Nolan's Grunch, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, Friend and cousin and pata- and perhaps political ally of the chupacabra. Correct. Sounds like a New Orleans chupacabra. Let's just boil that down. All right. Uh, and the third one was the Inkanyamba, which mm-hmm. is a South African water viper oh. or giant snake of sorts. Yeah. Plesiosaur that flies, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A flying plesiosaur. <laughs> or just a really great Photoshop job. Wait, it, it, it controls uh, thunder and lightning yep. and flies, and it's yep. a plesiothor? And it, oh <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> nice uh okay so let so me break down my my process here okay. uh the name new orleans grunge tons of fun sure but it, i feel like it's a rebranding i feel like it's a rebranding it's 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 the it's uh, the uh it's the chupacabra trying to like shake off its country roots it's it's the the chupacabra scream egg yes chupacabra presents cadbury scream egg Ooh, you I, there is a honestly every time we do candy chat, which we don't do, we have our friends do, right? But when I watch the video footage of of Port and, and Tabitha and Betty, uh-huh. I see Tabitha trying to eat all those Cadbury scream eggs, <laughs> and I feel bad every single time. <laughs> it was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> which I mean, which means I'm probably living a pretty good life. I'm just. <laughs> Oh, I had to watch someone eat more chocolate than they wanted, but also there was frosting in the chocolate. Oh, oh, oh. Any hoodly ding dangs. There's your grunch. Uh, and then the the Inkanyamba was the. Say it again. The, the Plesiothor. Plesiothor. <laughs> um, I feel like the grunch is a rebranding. Okay. I'm kind of like, mm, seems. This one seems a little made up. <laughs> Which is a great thing to say. Uh, the Inkanyamba, but, but it could it could have come from a devil baby. Devil baby, don't make a devil baby. Oh, devil baby, go De- get you. Devil baby. Whew, man, we I really should have counted that because we said it too much, <laughs> too much. Uh, Inkanyamba, cool fun name. This is giant snake in a river or a population thereof. Okay, Manticore, classic. Sure, and. Uh, and in, in, uh, simultaneously being completely absurd, but uses kind of a fun little piece of like uh, uh, mimicry. Oh, we'll put a human face on it. Someone yeah. will try to high five it in the, in the tall grass, and then it'll get <laughs> alternatively Telson stung or shard whip. Barb faced. Yeah, barb faced yeah. to death, and then eaten entirely. Yep. Which I think argues more for the, the poison because it's like, doesn't want to eat its own barbs. It's like eating your own toenails. That's a good point. Yeah. Point is, here's here's my good if point. If it can digest your pumas, though. True. It's not a puma. It's a <laughs> panther. Uh, actually, you know, panthers don't even exist. Yeah. I didn't know that till recently. Yeah. Panthers don't exist. There's no such thing as a panther. They're a type of what? Leopard or something? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. They just did just another the coloration or whatever people. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Sorry, Florida hockey fans <laughs> and Carolina football fans. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, Jungle Book. Yeah. Poof, tough. Everyone's taking a hit on this podcast. Let's keep apologizing. I think that it's the Manticore. I think Manticore is our winner. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think. So, Because oh. I've had my finger so far off the pulse. <laughs> I've had my finger up the nose of public opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're straying from, yeah. from the formula that's... I know. All right. The winner of week three of the 2014 Miscrypted Contest. Moving on to face... Just say it! The other Just two competitors... It! Is oh my god, really? This is what happens when you watch like American Idol too much, you become what you've just become. And I know I'm just slowing it down, yelling at you for it. Which the is- Manticore, oh, you were two for three this, this yeah, year, yeah, that's awesome. And that makes uh, then Flora that means that you uh, almost by default have won. <laughs> Because last year I won because more of the uh, the cryptids I came up with were the ones that were winning, including the the ultimate winner, including the ultimate winner. But this year, two two of our three contestants were listener submissions. Mm-hmm. So thank you all for that. Thank you. And uh, Manticore was all you. Yeah, that's so true. Way to go. Way that's to go. true. Manticore will face Jeff the Talking Mongoose and a squonk and a weepy little. Nutsack. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> so that's what so, we got. I'll uh, I'll put that survey up on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to crown a winner of both the 2014 Miss Cryptic Contest. Correct. And of the voting population of the, the 2014 Miss Cryptic Contest. You could win your very own prize pack, including your replica Golden Goatman trophy. As well as a double baby. <laughs> Don't cut it. Don't. Nope. <laughs> If I if we send you a, a little dip, oh baby, don't send us a picture of you ritualistically castrating it. Right. Would, First we, of all, do you know how hard it is to find an anatomically correct we, dear will baby? We are required to report these sorts of things <laughs> to the state, the authorities. So go to blurryphotos.org, homepage, cast your vote. You're all set. This is your last chance to That's get right. in on the action. We need all the votes we can get last year. Emerson. Last year. Big winner. Uh, Emerson won, and it was decided. Will he establish a dynasty? <laughs> it was a it was a uh, dead heat yeah. last year. And, and in fact, week three has been uh, the closest. Tighter. Yeah, yeah, it's getting that, tighter. People are getting, has been, so. getting cryptid fever. Uh, you should, you so, should yeah. wash your hands after you touch a cryptid. You, you should absolutely should. Fever. <laughs> Thank oh. you. Thanks to everybody for writing in. Uh, don't forget to go to blurryphotos.org. Vote mm-hmm. for your favorite cryptid. Oh, and go to blurryphotos.net. Tell us what's there, because we don't know. Yeah, what is there? There's nothing there. <laughs> uh, vote, vote, cast your vote. Uh, go and you know look mm-hmm. through the archives and all that stuff. There's a donate button there. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, what? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Click you on can... a vote. Click on a dote. Nate. <laughs> you can... Uh, uh, you can also find uh, links to Facebook, yes. Twitter, uh-huh. YouTube, or Link, RSS, Link, or LinkedIn. We want to um, professionally. Geez. We want to yeah, give wanna, you a handshake. I yeah. want to make a LinkedIn profile for Blurry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stumblepawn's on there. iTunes. You can go and rate us and give us a review. Yep, of the five star variety. 
That would be very kind of you. In uh, See, iTunes is like the 1300s because five is the highest number. <laughs> exactly. When will they update it? <laughs> Never. Out, outfit us with a, with a five-star ship. Oh, yeah, that we might continue to sail these digital seas. Yep. And if you, if you got any stories or uh, dreams to share. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, Erotic or otherwise. <laughs> or uh, show suggestions. Uh, go to our contact uh, page on blurryphotos.org and send it our way. Yes, please. We love each and every one of you as though you are our illegitimate children. <laughs> we'll show up like when you're 18 <laughs> we're, we're good people yeah uh, anyways for this episode of blurry photos i have been david three ship flortilla and i have been stead stacko <sighs> let's go capture a boat or something yo ho yo ho a podcast life for bye Dosvidanya, you're to making have seat. Oh, oh, um... Please, do oh, not okay. being uh, intimidated by my beard. A him, Rasputin. Oh. Your name is? Uh, well, I, I'm Sarah. It's Sarah. it's nice to meet you. Um, is... Is that some dried chocolate in your beard? The the is making have snack on way here. I have low blood sugar, Sarah. Have you spoken with God? Uh, with, with, well, uh, not not directly. I mean, I pray, but yes, I've, I've hear this. I have I've make hear this. You pray with Rasputin. You see God. You uh, like robe? Uh, yeah. Well, yes. I mean, it's it's very nice. It's yes. Bah, I don't know if nice that's robe. if if that robe smells or if. Maybe it's it's this bar that we're in, but something's a little. It's wine. It's smell of wine and man. Okay, okay. You like smell of wine and man? You want to make uh, smell more wine than man? Oh goodness! I I don't know if I can handle that. It's powerful, Sarah. You want make wife? Oh no! Oh, this is this is going way too fast. I'm I'm oh, sorry. No. I'm I'm just interested. Your boyfriend? In, in, uh, no, no, no. That's why I'm here. Fun fact, I cannot be killed. That's strange. That is a strange. I don't know how that's fun either. It's... I once seduced Zari sedu- What? What makes him sound? Oh, well, looks like the time's up. I'm Niet. sorry. N- nice Niet. to meet more you. More minute. More nice, time. No, no, that's it. We have to go. See Where you. is make more time? I... Oh, my goodness. Oh, what am I going to do? I haven't found anybody. Who am I going to go to church with? And who am I going to... We're gonna make chicken salad with. I don't understand that one. Oh, who's who's next here? Hello, hi. Oh, fine evening to you, lass. Oh, oh, are you from Ireland? Indeed, I am. Indeed, I am. It's so nice to make your acquaintance. Oh, you you, you seem very nice. Oh. My name's Sarah. My name's Jack. Oh, that's well, what my friends call me, and also the police. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, oh, okay, okay. Hey, nice hey. to meet you, Jack. My. That is a lovely. Bl- oh, that's a. That's just a lo- lo- lovely blouse you got on in there. Oh, thank you, thank you. I, oh, I, I, I got it at. I got it at Ann Taylor Loft. Is that a rayon or is it cotton? Oh, it's probably it's a polyester blend. Oh, it's a blend. It's a blend, I, is it? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, my. Uh, uh, well, I, I like your your cloak there. Has well, it got a W you, on it? Is that what that says? Oh, hey, it is. It is a W. It is a, a W. A bit, a bit oh. of a family heirloom. Oh, as it oh, were. interesting. Were, yeah, okay. It's, it's, uh, Are you involved okay? in uh, involved in government. Uh, my family was oh, wow. uh, a little less, less so myself. More, more the other side of the coin. That's <laughs> oh, such a fine blouse you've got. Th- well, th- thanks. Um, are you okay? You seem to have a little trouble breathing. There. Oh no, no, <laughs> I'm fine in hell. Fine in hell. I just, uh, yeah, yeah, I get a little distracted occasionally. Uh, let me ask you a quick, quick, quick question oh, there. Okay, okay. Do you fancy a startle? Do you ever, do you ever I, just walk I mean, down the streets and maybe the dead of night and and you, and you enjoy? Oh, what if someone were to just startle me, <laughs> frighten me, for example? I, I don't think I would like that. No, oh, perhaps that, uh, maybe using a, a blue fire to the face. Oh, or, well, of or, course or, not. Or perhaps just a, a cheeky grab for the old uh, chest haru. <laughs> I beg your pardon. What? Oh, let. Well, you kind of, you kind of get up here. We haven't even heard the bell. No, I, that's there's the bell. So. Thanks, oh. but no thanks. Well, I mean, if you think you can get away, no. I think I've got a, a way a bit of a, a trick up me old uh, pants sleeve, as they say. <laughs> I, I don't I, know. Please, uh, I, next person. Thank you. Next oh, person. Well, good evening to you, then. Oh, my good Fine, fine. I, th- I thought I had it in the bag. I can't believe what, where, what, who, where, where do they find these things? All right. 